Say the truth hurts, the truth hurts, so you about to feel pain And I gotta do work, God said I gotta do work Cause it's off with the name, Savage Truth Savage Truth, it's the Savage Truth, the Savage Truth This is The Savage Truth, and I am your host, Pastor Roy Dockery. Thank you for joining me again at the Leadership Lab for this series of messages specifically. So we've talked about love, we've talked about truth and honesty, we've talked about weakness and transparency. Now we're going to talk about empathy. And first, I'm going to empathize with you, and I'm going to share the feelings that you should be in the Discord channel. Don't know why you're not there. Again, I keep saying this. The link is in the description box below so if you want to get connected if you want to ask me more questions directly please connect via discord because that's about the only place you're going to reach me i get too much spam and too many uh sales offers and linkedin for me to uh for me to actually have any commitment or promise that i would respond to a message on linkedin because <clears throat> i delete most of them um so gonna jump right into talking about empathy first of all this is a is a term that maybe you know gets thrown around um and so i'm going to define it so empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another so here we go talking about feelings in leadership and in management and i know you know we're supposed to be numbers driven we're supposed to be objective driven we're supposed to be uh outcome driven even though we want to be diverse and inclusive and um and equitable in the way that we treat people um, so if we're going to be equitable in the way that we treat people, then we have to take into consideration people's feelings because I can say something to one person that may seem condescending and disrespectful that may not seem that way to another person, but we have to be respecting and inclusive of everyone's feelings. And this is when empathy comes into play, right? It does not mean that I have to make every business decision with the fear and the concern that somebody is going to have hurt feelings. It doesn't mean, right, loving someone, going back to the original one, does not mean I don't do things to hurt their feelings. It means I take their feelings into consideration, but I still do what's best for the broader organization or for the team collectively. But if I'm taking someone's feelings into account and I know I'm making a decision or a policy that's going to impact them because I'm being empathetic, then at least I can communicate that to that person and say, hey, I know we've got this policy that's coming and there's on call and I know that you, you know, coach your son's football team or that you you're involved in your in your, you know, in your daughter's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I can make that statement and that differentiation, letting them know, like, look, I took those things into consideration. I'm not ignoring you as an individual. I'm not ignoring your feelings. But despite your feelings, like we have to do certain things as a business, but letting people know that you understand that and that even that you took them into consideration or there was some evaluation of their feelings throughout the process helps people be able to take that stuff in. But it's only when it's genuine. Like, don't tell somebody you considered their feelings when you did not. Because a lot of times when you don't, they can poke holes in your little process and say, well, did you consider this or did you consider that? And then you wind up having to backpedal that you actually considered it. So again, going back to lesson number two, being honest, being transparent, um, right? If you're honest about, you know, taking people's feelings into consideration, um, people will trust you and people will give you credit for that. Because one of the things that I've often had to tell leaders, especially, you know, working in a service industry when you're dealing with on-call response time and service levels and the demands of customers, I normally have a customer standing on my back or a sales team standing on my neck demanding that I do something for a customer and I'm dependent upon people two, three, four levels down from me in the organization to execute that, right? So I have to trust 
my directors and trust my managers and trust my supervisors that they are connected with their technicians and the technicians and our and our service individuals and our schedulers and our software engineers and everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. But the one thing I always have to tell my managers and anyone who leads people is that we always have to be ready to respond to the fact that today could be the worst day of someone's life. Right. And so we always have to be ready with empathy, because if you approach with empathy on a daily basis and you get to the conclusion, you get to the meat of the subject. And yeah, maybe somebody was just late. Maybe somebody's not performing the way that they're supposed to. Um, but if you approach if you approach without empathy on the day that someone just found out that their mother died on the day that someone just found out they got diagnosed with cancer on the day when they just found out, um, you know, or they're, they're at work and they, they just got a call that their wife had a miscarriage, right? Um, I've had, you know, instances where my employees have gotten cancer, their, their, their significant others have gotten cancer, their parents have died, um, their children have gotten sick, their children have died. Like all of those things have happened in the course of somebody just trying to do their job or even it happening before and someone trying to come back to work after going to a doctor's appointment on lunch and being told they had cancer, right? Or, or being told that they need to have surgery and now the anxiety of that, the concern of that. And if you're not approaching them with empathy, with the genuine love and an empathy that says, hey, like, I see you kind of look a little disconnected today. Like, what's going on? Is there anything I can help with? When you approach with that kind of empathy, right? And if that person has a trusting relationship with you, they might say they like, you know, Roy, like, I'm sorry. I know it seems like I'm not really connected today. Like, I just got a call from my daughter's school and, and she broke her arm and I don't know what to do. Like, my, you know, my husband or my wife isn't available and, and I know I have this deadline and I need to get this done, um, but I'm, I'm trying to work through it. And in almost every situation, I've been able to tell people like, don't worry about it. Go take care of your family, right? Don't worry about it. Go take care of your mother. Don't worry about it. Go look after your pet. Go don't like, just go take care of it. Because I know that the efficiency, right, the, the output that I'm going to lose from an anxious employee who is mentally disconnected is substantially less than the value you gain by being a leader that they can trust and a leader that they know cares and a leader that they know loves them and loves their family is sig significant. So I may have lost three hours today, but I gained an employee who will be loyal and like I've had some of my people say, they will run through a wall for you if you ask. But it's because you love them. You're always honest with them. You're, you're, you're open with them from a transparent perspective. You're authentic. And you approach with empathy first. I'm not saying we stay in empathy. I'm not saying that I, you know, if you don't feel like working today because you were tired or you stayed up too late or you didn't get enough rest or you were out partying last night, I'm not going to have any empathy for that at all. Like, I'm going to understand your feelings and I'm going to tell you to get you behind the work. But I would rather approach with empathy 100% of the time to only have to respond to something dramatic, something critical, something traumatic for an employee. 2% of the time than to walk up to an employee and to tell them they're slacking off and to tell them they're not doing their job only to find out they're having the worst day of their life. So I would rather approach with empathy and take that little bit of extra time, maybe that two or three extra questions to approach from a context of having an empathetic heart because I love my employees to say like, I don't want to assume someone's not showing up today doing their best 
because they want to ruin my day. They want to ruin our numbers. They want to ruin our output. Like I'm assuming everybody's showing up with the best intentions. And if they're not, then I'm going to, uh, then I'm, then I'm just going to assume that something's going on that's impacting them. Something has their attention. That could be something productive. It could be, you know, maybe they, they're students, they got a test later, they got midterms, right? Um, but it could be the worst day of their life. So what I've always told my employees is never assume that work is the most important thing on someone's mind today, right? Never assume that. Just walk in with the empathy and a heart to say, this could be the worst day of someone's life. Because I can tell you, right? Like I've, I've managed people for almost 20 years and I did not always do this. And there have been times where even the bad employee, right? The person who normally calls out sick, the person who doesn't come to work after the Jets or the Broncos lose, the person who's, who's always, you know, cutting out early on a Friday and you want to respond, right? And you, and you almost have the historical evidence. You have the data to prove that this person is more than likely doing wrong. This person is more than likely not pulling their weight. Only to, to approach them with that attitude, with the data in hand, with the receipts, as they would say, to approach them with the receipts, only to find out it's the worst day of their life, only to find out they just got a diagnosis, only to find out that someone just passed. And all it would have taken was just a moment. I could have to keep the receipts in your pocket. I'm not saying you don't approach with receipts because we're your leaders, like you, you were paying people to do a job. There's an expectation, there's a contract, there's a trust, but never assume that what you want to approach them with, that you want to be important in that moment is the most important thing to them. Because I assure you, the loyalty that you gain, the, the, the connection, the relationship that you gain with an employee, when they know that they weren't pulling their weight, their weight, when they know that they weren't doing the right thing, when they know that they were off their game that day because of something tragic, because of bad news, because of financial pressure, because uh, a house just fell through, you know, that they were trying to purchase, that their, their marriage is falling apart, that, you know, that their children are sick. Like when you approach them and they actually have an opportunity to say, you know, like, I'm sorry, I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. This is the reason why, like, you know, I'm, 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 let me, let me get myself together. And when you as a leader get to say, you know what, take some time, step, you know, step back a little bit, you know, figure it out. Because one of the things that I've had to tell people before, because I love them, right, is don't let losing your job compound a difficult situation in your life, right? Don't, don't let marital problems or issues with your children be compounded. When I say compounded, I mean made worse <laughs> by losing your job and not having income. Like, I, I understand your wife left you and took your children, and that is difficult, but I know you want to fight for your children, and I know that you love your kids, and I know the lawyer is going to be expensive. So you cannot lose your job right now. It's going to make you look like an unstable parent. It's going to make you look like she is the one who should have full custody and not joint custody, right? Like these are, I mean, these are real life examples of stuff that I've had to deal with and had to have that crucial or difficult conversation. But it was always, I mean, and it was more often than not, more in the last few years than in previous years, when it was from a place of empathy, it was, it was well-received and it was transformative in that relationship because they know they can trust you and it shows that you care. And I'm going to not use the generic word care. I'm going to use the word love. It shows that you love them. Even if you don't like them, there are employees that I did not like that were doing things they should not be doing. 
but I still chose to love them and be empathetic to their situation. Um, and it wound up helping their life. It wound up turning around situations. It wound up making them top performers. It wound up and uh, driving our, our improvement and um, in facilitating uh, better results and outcomes for our company. It was win-win. It was a win-win situation. So we need to show empathy. We need to understand and share the feelings of others. Today could be the worst day of somebody's life. Never assume the most important thing on somebody's mind today is work or what you need them to do. Always approach with empathy. Have the receipts if you need to pull them out, right? To, to, to correct people, to develop people. I'm not saying we don't discipline employees, but I'm saying it is worth it to always approach them with empathy first and then respond with critical details and receipts afterwards. Because the worst way, the worst thing you're going to feel as a manager is when you try to pull, when you try to run somebody through the ringer, when you try to drag somebody over the coals, only to find out it was the worst day of their life. So thank you for joining us. That's another episode. This is four uh, out of what will probably be 12 or 13. We'll see where we, where we wind up ending. But thank you for joining, taking a quick break and listening with us. And we'll be back with the next episode. God bless y'all. Peace out. Somebody, somebody pray for me Whether I seem like I'm well or I'm not